0: hello and welcome to the epic loot radio podcast my name is Brian and joining me today is Nell star uh, content creator destiny player a Final Fantasy 14 veteran as well. We've got actually uh, so much in common uh, Gingers to a fault his beard is obviously better and more epic than mine So if you're here watching the uh, the live stream in the video uh, Welcome in you can clearly see just how epic this guy's beard is and how jealous it makes me uh, But we had to get him on the show We haven't had an L star on in a while and so you tweeted out a couple weeks ago and I was like, yeah Let's get you on the schedule about wanting to talk about destiny and then just like a couple days ago obviously uh, World of Warcraft uh, classic with the Wrath the Lich King launched and it's that's obviously consumed your time uh, So you're a gamer to a fault. So for those of you who have never seen your content uh, Don't know who you are. I've got all uh, Nell Starr's links in the description of this video His YouTube channel is tagged because we can now do that on YouTube and I like that um, But also his Twitter and his twitch uh, go give him a follow uh, Just I always really enjoy being able to hang out in his streams. I have not been able to in a while um, but now once you take a couple of minutes and introduce yourself uh, for what you got created and what got you so hooked to both Destiny and World of Warcraft, plus any other games you're looking forward to here in the next couple of uh, months.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I don't stream like I used to. Um, I've I've fully committed to having a social life these days. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a great thing. Um, so I stream like once a week. I play Destiny almost exclusively on stream um, and and just try to do as much pve helps as possible so a lot of times it's helping people through their first raid if if i can um but also trying to do a lot of challenges in, in solo content and seeing what i can push my skills to um but i've been doing this for like seven years now holy moly um i did it full time for a total of like one year um and that was six years ago um and honestly have been playing wow in destiny the entire time i've been doing this uh i had short stints in eso and final, final fantasy 14 and and here's the storm took a break from all kinds of MMOs to play a moba i don't even know what what happened there <sighs> um but uh yeah i started streaming with wow um back then like i was that's the only game i played whenever i started and then i got hooked with destiny um, Destiny is just a unique experience to me. Um, because it's like almost like an MMO light. So mm-hmm. I play a lot of Destiny because I can log in for two hours, get a ton of weeklies done, and then go get off and and go do whatever I'm trying to do, which half the time lately, if I'm not going out, has been laying like on my couch watching NCIS. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just what I love. My community loves it. All my best friends, I've actually Everyone I consider a best friend now I met through Destiny, um, and I think that's what uh, is cool about it to me. So yeah.
0: Uh, easy question: Titan Hunter or Warlock? What's the uh, What's the best class? Hunter. i always seem to talk to hunters out there in the world like that's the one class that i'm always like yeah i'll check it out and then never do so it's like i
1: I, I like flipping around and dodging and throwing knives and all kinds of stuff
0: yeah hunters when they do that i'm always like damn it i should play a hunter there's they got so much they have so much on me in pvp as a floaty big warlock uh that's just yeah i get the bombs the nova bombs which is w- w- wonderful now obviously destiny has gone over a lot of revisions and we just saw more details about Lightfall. uh we know we're going into the final shape and then essentially what happens after that is all theoretically up in the air um let's talk about that theoretical future though just kind of sit here to maybe make a moment a clip that we could call back to years later and say hey Nell was right He called it right what happens after the final shape for you oh my
1: god i feel like it could be a couple of things i feel like um it might mimic what happened with wow cataclysm where we almost have a full-on reset of the universe in the world that we're in um you you know reset of your guardian um reset of the world reset of how of of how the game plays right um because that's what we got with cataclysm it was this ultimate moment of we're changing the world we're changing how you play we're altering the combat systems we're doing all this jazz and i can see that happening with destiny Um, at the same time, I think it could just be an engine overhaul and the battle between light and dark is officially over and the two have merged into one and now we're just fighting for peace in the galaxy, right? So I think it could be this, we move beyond soul solar system and we start really taking on these other threats across the galaxy. Um, and then there's the ever present possibility that it shuts down and we get destiny three so um I don't know I think the second one's the most likely to happen because it is the end of the light and the dark saga um and there's other threats that are out there that aren't light or darkness um and I think in this battle I think soul is going to be destroyed um and that we're gonna have to go out beyond the reaches of our solar system
0: that'd be really cool and especially if you if you're right because like honestly I'm I'm all on board for the Destiny 3 view in that regards because then you can kind of have these chapters you can still go play destiny with all of its content destiny 2 is a weird bag though because even with uh lightfall and even with uh you know the final shape the question ends up being is like do we ever see them bring back forsaken do we ever see them bring back uh the red war as it's vaulted or like what did they do with that because if they do chapter it off and then it becomes uh, uh, i almost said Stormblood, uh shadow uh, shadow keep all the way through uh the final shape then there's kind of this lost chapter that nobody can go out and and play how do you feel about the vaulting system now with the changes they announced with lifefall
1: listen so first and foremost i fully understand why vaulting happened destiny 2 was built on a platform that could run on le- like two generations ago mm-hmm. consoles xbox 360 and it's PS- No, Xbox One and PS4, right? Did it? it? No, it was on 360 and 3, wasn't it? Destiny 1
0: was. Was Destiny 2 on 360? I think it might have started there.
1: Anywho, it was built on an older engine um, that couldn't handle um, the amount of content they were going to put into this game. So I understand it. Now, obviously, with them saying that there's no more vaulting, that means that they've improved their system and their engine enough to where this is no longer a limitation. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally... I don't like vault. I don't like the vaulting system. I want to go back and play the Red War. It's like one of the greatest memories I have in playing video games. I loved every second of that story, and the story like of fighting to get our light back and piecing the traveler back together. I think is so awesome and unique of a story. Um, but I'm not mad about it, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not upset that that's not there because I still do have my memories and I still do. Um, have all the cool triumphs and everything that came with it and all the weapons, right? Like we had weapons on weapons on weapons. And so if they weren't sunset, um, but, (laughs) uh, like, yeah, I get it. I want to play that stuff again, but I'm not mad that it's gone.
0: Yeah. So on that note though, because like one of the things you mentioned about them, you know, being labeled an MMO light, uh, Mm -hmm. the devs themselves have said, this is an MMO. Uh, My question to you is what is an MMO?
1: dude oh my god it's the ever-present question what is an mmo yeah uh it varies on person from person to person and i'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this it is any game with a massive population that is always online in a social aspect i think those are the three things that i consider to be an mmo um i don't i don't need in-game trading i don't need these shared spaces like we see in traditional mmos um, I don't need an LFG system. I just think it needs to be a massive multiplayer online game, mm-hmm. and Destiny is that. It, it like at its core, it is that. It had yeah. some 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 things that may draw away from it, like the shared spaces, like the tower or whatever location you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just I think it's it's a massive online game that you play with people and has a social aspect.
0: So then on that actual note in that regards have you ever heard of the i guess the the ship of theseus kind of problem with replacing parts are you aware of that Uh, no okay so essentially this is where the question is going to go is that uh, the ship of theseus this is also presented as a part of like wandavision etc but it's that like if you continue to replace parts like they do in destiny how much of it essentially is still the original like you know vision of that and how much of it has been completely overhauled so that it maybe just looks like destiny uh what would you be what would be your take on essentially as they have continued to overhaul the game um you know with the ship at theseus model do you have any any insight as to that kind of uh i guess f- philosophical question
1: yeah i mean i think at the at the core of what an mmo is is that no matter what you do eventually you're going to get away from the original core of the game mm-hmm. um wow's done it 14 has done it mm-hmm. ESO has done it Everyone has made fundamental changes to what they are as a game. To where, if you look at at them now compared to where they were, um, sure the art style's the same. Uh, the kind of the boss fights are the same. But that's really the only thing that's that's been consistent. Um, like I'm, I, I'm all for the fact that the weapons system and the uh, the stat system in Destiny are not what we had at launch. Oh yeah. I'm like I'm not a fan of the double primary being forced on me, and a sniper or shotgun being my heavy. I'm not a fan of that. I uh, wasn't a fan of the way that they 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 did the stat system with only three. Now we have six, and I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, it's hard to say, though, like, is is it still Destiny with all the changes that have been made? Is it still WoW with all the changes that have m- been made, right? Like, we're talking about Wrath Classic. Like, go and yeah. play Wrath right now and then go play Retail. It's not the same game mm-hmm. at all. Um, so I think piece by piece, you have to continually mold an MMO um, into what, one, the general public wants. Because you not only have to keep the people that are playing happy but you also have to continually bring in new faces uh to keep that revenue going up um but two you, you got to make everybody that's playing the game happy so you can't do fundamental changes overnight it's got to be a gradual change listen to the community take the feedback see what's feasible uh replace piece by piece but i mean at the end of the day like i think the core of Destiny's still there right like oh yeah you're in space you're shooting and you're looting
0: (laughs) yeah the uh that like the the model in my mind that i've kind of i I settled it on especially with that problem is that a core component of mmo is that it will be replaced is Mm -hmm. that it's evolving and essentially to kind of sit here and say like this is the game set in stone is not what then defines that like there are games like that that exist to this day and if that's the experience you want go play those but if you're stepping into an online game you could even not have to use the moniker MMO but you could use the any kind of like a you know persistent online world or shared world shooter etc like even to the degree that DLC has the ability to impact a core game may hey, we use this opportunity to rebalance some things that uh, the games are about their evolution and ideally I think you hit it right on the right on the head with essentially way listening and having that communication And that, that relationship with your community, you end up then having a stronger ship of theseus volume of things that are changing. And so you end up having a better product and better experience rather than a worse one. But destiny isn't without its controversy over the course of just this year alone, we've seen like many gamers getting upset over various changes and things like that and attacking the developers, uh, as a developer yourself, as somebody who's worked in this space, like what is the right response like how do you manage that relationship in a healthy way that or is it just like an impossibility with the age of communication and and the ability to be you know ambiguous or anonymous in that regards what do you think
1: yeah i mean first of all it's when you work in something like community management or comms uh being anonymous and still being able to do your job correctly is impossible Mm -hmm. It, it is not possible um sure there are links we could go to 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 not use personal accounts to get information out there and things like that but it that I think takes away from from what we're trying to do and the communication we're trying to put out there and I think Bungie has handled this perfectly um like first and foremost if you attack our devs we're going to pull back the communication so comms have slowed. The, the you know, the community managers aren't posting as much as they used to. Uh, information is coming more at a drip than it used to come as like coming through a water hose. Um, and that's kind of the steps you have to take. Like if, if, you're, if your employees are receiving legitimate death threats and are being doxed, you have to take their safety as a priority. And doing so means scaling everything back, pulling it back. And, 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 and not setting them up for this. That's why like over the past year I've transitioned my socials from about work to more about what I am as Mm -hmm. a person who Nell is right. Yeah. And, and so that's why there's less about what I'm working on and a ton more about whether I'm watching football, wrestling, playing destiny, playing wrath, like it is transitioned into a stream of consciousness for me. Um, and that's just kind of the product of what you're talking about: harassment, doxing, threats, abuse, her- insults being hurled. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. At the end of the day, this is a video game. Why are we yelling at people on the internet? Why are we threatening them? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I was, I actually was about to tweet it before we went live. I was like, a lot of the gaming community could would would do well to learn what constructive criticism is. Yeah. Because there is a big difference between what we've seen over the past couple of years in terms of you know, what's coming across Twitter towards devs and community managers and literally anyone that's a dev in, in, on social media um, and the constructive criticism that we used to see come out of press, right? Because mm-hmm. 15 years ago, all we had was press speaking right. for us. I mean, we had forums that we were on, um, and we could communicate that way. But press was the big one to really air our grievances, and they were well thought out, well worded critiques mm-hmm. that provided the devs exactly with what the community was saying and what they were thinking. And we saw a little bit more get done that way. But now that it's consistent harassment, and 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 not, and it's it's deconstructive criticism at this time. I think it needs to re- everyone really needs to rein it in and and think about what they're saying. And if you are unhappy with the change, voice it in a way that shows why you're unhappy with it, not just yelling it to the
0: high heavens. Yeah. I think essentially yelling it to the high heavens. And this is where like I had a like Crow Jack on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and he talked about just, just banning people, right? There's like, you don't like a word, you don't like whatever, just silence them, silence them. And my personal reservation is weird on this, right? Because you know, like as a, as a content creator, you can obviously see like the best and worst of humanity. And I often view social media, especially YouTube, just in general, as a, as an emotional engine, it's not about making a rational argument. It's about making the most emotional argument, whether that's positive or negative. And that's where the, I think the incentive model is actually driving people into this mindset of where they just are yelling because they don't feel heard. They feel, uh, one way or the other and so it all in my mind comes down to feelings where they feel like maybe content creators are the problem i don't know if you've ever seen that expression uh you know bre- blessed i get blessed with that idea all the time streamers
1: are always the problem when, whenever we were playing new world right like we were all streaming and it was yeah. me goth char lupo like that whole crew and and people were mad because we were streamers on their server and everything that was wrong was our fault
0: yeah well and there was even an app for new world that was tracking where the streamers were so that if you wanted to avoid that mindset then you could avoid the streamers uh in that regards and i was like that's a great tool pay pay attention know where you want to go and uh you recently also uh re-updated to new world i haven't seen you uh, streaming it yet but have you uh have you been are you excited about that game's future and and whatnot
1: yeah i've just been i've been kind of dinking around not gonna lie like I've been putting a ton of time into it but uh whenever i'm up early and i'm not going in the office i'll log in and i'll play with goth and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh run some some dungeons and and get some gypsum orbs and work on my 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 gear score um and like right now i i haven't looked into the expansion as much as i should <laughs> but right now before the expansion it still does feel like a lot of the same mm-hmm. um sure making the invisible watermark now visible as a number um i think is a is a brilliant change because now i have numbers to work towards yeah um and as a destiny player i love working towards numbers um but uh i'm excited to see what's what else is going to change uh with new world because i think the core game is fun i love the combat i love the way that the game plays i love mm-hmm. the gra- the gathering the crafting the uh, the way that trade is done, I I love the storage system. As wild as that is, I like having a bank in every freaking city. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think the core of New World is is fantastic, and I really 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 do want to see it continue to succeed and grow. It has been growing over the past couple months as we prepare. For the new expansion to come out or dlc whatever they're calling
0: well that's the thing like within the world when people use expansion and dlc like in my mind it's like it's an mmo it's just like you know we i don't call a a final fantasy 14 patch uh you know dlc or whatever it's like yeah it's the update it's it's the fall update the big one uh there's still many things and they're apparently preparing the roadmap, which i think is going to be important do you think well we'll, we won't spend too much time on new world because i could talk Mm -hmm. about that game all day because like (laughs) I you know, hear here. I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but just kind of put this bug in your ear. One of the things I've often r- lamented about New World when I was like, when it was 18 months out, I, I basically said that I thought New World would get down to 5,000 concurrent. That was that's where I thought it was going, no matter what. Like this is before the game launched. I was like, it's going to struggle because it has no nostalgia. It has no. Uh, it's not a dev that you trust. It's not. It's not a Square Enix. It's not a Bungie. It's not any of these things. Nobody's can. can nobody can sit back and realistically lean on. A history here either game history and ip history or a dev history right so i was like it's going to struggle no matter what the question is is how does it invite people back in and so ultimately what we're seeing here just feels very you know as i look at mmos but for me i was like why do i love this game so much why did it hook me so much because it has no nostalgia it's not a final fantasy like final fantasy taught me how to read like that's i was so dyslexic i, I needed something to motivate me to continue to try and overcome that uh, as a just a, a, a skill, you know that I had to I had to work through, and for me, what it is is like I grew up in uh, East Texas, so that's Louisiana, Nacogdoches. Yeah. Like if anybody knows that area, tall trees. Yeah. Yeah. You're a Texas boy. Uh, I always like to, I always like to tweet at you any kind of Texas meme that I I can come up with whenever I see you tweet. Um, but no, it's like, so that's, that's my home. That's like, that's my youth. I remember being in the, and, and we had my parents had a tempo and I remember being in the back seat with all the trees and the moon. Right. And all of a sudden that's when like, I was like, oh, that's why I'm hooked to this game. It reminds me of my childhood, like growing up, like I was running through the woods, in new world. It's so immersive. Like there's the these pine trees, gorgeous, and then behind them is this giant moon that's just like glowing, and the lights just like going through. It. And I was like, okay, this is my youth. This is this is me running around this made up imaginary world in my backyard fighting monsters. And I was like, that's what it was, uh, for me. That really kind of hooked me uh, in the long run.
1: I think what's what's great about New World, and the, and the reason that they can continue to get people back is they have a fantastic influencer marketing team mm-hmm. it was done a very good job of keeping content creators invested and when you have some of these bigger names coming back it's it, not the end all be all right not but, the they
0: all be all but yeah yeah.
1: but when like gathalion comes back that's a couple hundred people that are probably re-downloading the game to go play it again yeah um and you multiply that by x amount you're getting a sizable population come back and they tell their friends and then they tell their friends and they tell their friends and it grows um, and then people who weren't connected to a content creator maybe keeping up with the, their comms, which has been phenomenal. Their social media channels are very good. Their their dev streams have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like they have done a fantastic job on the comms and influencer side of things. Um, that could almost be a case study on how to come back and how to keep people in the loop and keep people uh, interested in the game and any potential updates that are coming.
0: How much of that is though is modeled off of Final Fantasy 14 and what they've done?
1: I mean, you gotta, can it, can you say it is right? Because I mean, how much of Final Fantasy Fourteen's is modeled off of all the previous devs that had been doing dev streams and all that, right? I think it's an ever-growing thing mm-hmm. uh, that devs are seeing what other devs are doing that are working and what isn't working, and learning from that and moving forward, right? Like there are things that I did six years ago in my career that I would never think of doing again, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, it didn't work. Right. Like, yeah. And there are things that I've learned by being a creator myself working with creators for, I don't know, seven years now um, and really listening to the pain points that have helped evolve to what I do now, whenever it comes to influencer marketing. Um, so I, I, I think Final Fantasy has done a great job of kind of setting the tone of communications. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, so has Bungie. That's true. Because Bungie has always done vidocs and things and things like that that have really put the information out there. And Bungie's got the the twab.
0: The twab. You know, like every Mm -hmm. Thursday, you know, you're getting some form of communication. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's like, but like my point from my experience is that when you look at Yoshi P coming on the scene with the letter on the uh, January first, back when he first took over. Having that evolve is obviously an evolution process. Like, I think it's a key critical component. Like you said, with destiny, with new world communication, Mm -hmm. don't let people just be in the dark about what you're doing. I don't know if you've ever followed Guild Wars too, but the, the joke we end up going off with is like, every time I play Guild Wars, I'm like, why did I stop playing this game? It's amazing. But then you never really hear anything about it, and they've slowly started to then start to adopt some of these things, like De- like Destiny, Bungie with the Twitch drops, right? Like they have Twitch integration, and New World has Twitch integration. And it's like how much of a powerhouse, right back to even what we we're talking about the pre-show, like is Twitch in terms of our day-to-day and is that also then causing some of this friction within maybe I, I i hesitate to say older gamers but it does in my mind like i wish i had more data to kind of, I kind of lean into that like back in my day we didn't have streamers getting to play you know seven you know seven thousand hours in a week and then complain there's no content you know <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. how much of that that's connected but i think you you're absolutely right that mm-hmm. communication is a absolute pillar of it yoshi p recently commented that he's like the reason why he advertises isn't to bring in new players it's to keep the existing ones like yep. you feel good seeing these advertisements you feel good when you see a big streamer streaming mm-hmm. the game you're you like or oh man i haven't seen that game in a long time i thought it was dead what's going on with it oh turns out they kept the servers online and they kept making content the mm-hmm. um bungie let's get this back on uh, on destiny because uh i i, I i'm kind of curious about like your thoughts about dragonflight um do we want to kind of pivot before we go to back to destiny I, to talk indeed, about it I, i'm
1: gonna be honest with you i have no plans on ever going back to retail um yeah. i played shadowlands uh whenever it came out and i think i played it for about a month i got to max level and i was done It just, it doesn't have the flair for me anymore. Now, Wrath Classic, it's wild. I tried Classic whenever it first came out. Cool. I tried Burning Crusade whenever it first came out, and Burning Crusade has long been my favorite expansion um, for WoW, based on the story. But I guess I looked at Burning Crusade through rose tinted Glasses, and I looked at it, and I played it, and I was like, this is... This is not what I remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, but now that I've been playing Wrath for about a week now, like I can firmly say that this is exactly how I remember Wrath, exactly how I remember it playing. Um, there are no rose-tinted glasses with it this time, so um, you can probably catch me in Wrath anytime I'm going to play WoW. I, I'm not a big Kata fan, so I'm just going to sit in my little section and kill Arthas for the next eight years.
0: Well, it's <laughs> awesome that you have that ability like that's uh, the in terms of pr- preservation is really good but let's get back to uh to destiny, destiny because they announced a couple of key features that I have long been waiting for Loadouts like obviously you could use you know dim and yep. there's uh, there's third-party add-on tools that basically allowed you to do these things But for me, I don't know what it is and maybe it's just this aversion to like all these third-party tools like I just I don't care like if it's not in the game I'm generally not going to go above and beyond and try and do these additional things um but yes it's I'm happy that it's there and but the fact is they're adding in loadouts they're adding in kind of a group finder which is essentially I think going to help out a lot maybe <laughs> or you'll probably see a lot more drama kind of tick up you know uh, on the social medias because of group finders cuz you're going to find people who are like no you can't come you don't have these requirements you don't have the horn. right exactly G1 problems all over again yeah oh you don't have this this build this loadout Um, what, what, what are you most excited about with Lightfall? being that that is the closest, uh, you know, piece of content that we have outside of the current, you know, we're, I have not touched the season. I have no idea why. Like I was like, plunder, this sounds great. Haven't logged in once did the main quest. And I was like, all right, I, I don't know why that is. That's always been my weirdness with destiny. Like I, I dip in and I come in hard play, 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 play. play, And then it's like, all right, I'll see y'all in six months, you know? Uh, (laughs) But anyway, so it's like, I'm hoping that the next season is something that I just, dive back into but what are you looking forward to whether the next season or with lightfall what do you think
1: yeah well first of all what you're talking about with plunder i've done it plenty of times like uh season of opulence i hopped in i played for i think a week and then i bounced and played other games for the rest of the season like i don't have anything from season of opulence. Mm -hmm. i think i ran menagerie 12 times um so like i i get it i get it yeah right um I, I mean, first and foremost, as a hunter, I'm excited to be Spider-Man with Strand. We're flying around like a maniac across uh, Neptune. Or nep- Neptune, right? Neptune. Yeah, yeah.
0: In the future city, right? Like it's yeah. it, it's Are one it? that was it's hidden itself away. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I'm I'm stoked to be doing that because Strand looks great. I love that we're incorporating the darkness into the Guardians' powers. I think this is a cool, like a really cool step forward for Destiny. Um, and 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 like builds upon what we already have with stasis um which is still annoying in pvp Just say it right now i'm really tired of getting frozen in trials every weekend uh (laughs) um but I, i i going out and exploring new locale has always been a fun thing for me whenever it comes to destiny um i remember the first time i loaded into the cosmodrome in destiny 1 i was overtaken with how it looked and you know, we're, we're talking about earth that has fallen apart. And now, instead of going to this war torn area, we're going to a city that has been protected from, from the darkness, right. Mm-hmm. Has been completely shielded from everything out there. And we're being introduced to new people. Um, we're, we're going to be introduced to new cabal. Like I, and we get new enemies to come along with it. And I, I, I think that's what I'm most excited for is that we're finally stepping away from this war world t- torn asunder and really stepping into a place that survived it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something we've not seen before. And I really like, I commend Bunchy for that because like throne world was great, but it's the throne world, right? Um, the moon was great, but it's torn apart, mm-hmm. right? Like the hell mouth is there um so i'm really excited to see what bungie has up their sleeve with the story um especially because witch queen felt like a return to form for story with me
0: dude so good in fact that's one of the things that like if they were ever to go back and fix earlier expansions like doing that with the legendary campaign and the normal it's mm-hmm. so easy because one of the problems I always run into, especially as a creator and as I try to make guides and help people out, it's like, all right, here's how you follow the main quest. And sometimes it always kind of felt like you'd be following the quest and then it's like, you'd be like, hey, wait, what happened? Like, what's the next mission? And then, oh, I got to go do bounties. And mm-hmm. like, there's all these weird things that all of a sudden you were like, I, I, I ran into that in Shadow Keep. I thought I had to go do this one quest and I was like, I don't have a machine gun. I need to get machine gun kills. <laughs> just to go to the story and then it turns out I, I misread it. Like I did mm-hmm. my dyslexia kicks my ass all the time because I misread things. And so I ended up wasting a lot of time doing these like quests, trying to get this machine gun, which it didn't have. Cause I recently just brought those back back, uh, back when the shadow keep came out. And then I was like, Oh, I just, okay. I need to do that. And then now I can go do the main quest, but which queen legitimately just put it on a platter and it made it so connected that I was like, this is the be all end all. Like this is so well done. That that's why I have like I struggle because I'm like, do you rec- do you recommend a player returning or a new player start with Witch Queen? It clearly is the best way of A B C D E F G, <laughs> and then maybe go struggle with the other ones. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What do you what do you recommend? Start with Witch Queen or?
1: Yeah, I mean, hop right in and and hop in where you can. I think Destiny's probably uh, in the best place it's been in a while. Whenever it comes to new players tuning in and mm-hmm. and and really really hopping into the game uh you're you're not wrong though destiny or witch queen is a fantastic new light experience because it gives you a list of what you need to do and how to do it um i'm pretty sure there's a video of me somewhere on my uh witch queen launch stream of me yelling at all the stupid tool tips that were popping up because they were telling you how to do everything regardless if you were new or a returning Mm -hmm. player i'm like i am playing this on legendary what part of you thinks that i am new here Uh, (laughs) but i think that's also a cool part about it like if you really want to test yourself and 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 grow as a solo player witch queen legendary is a good place to start Mm -hmm. um playing through that solo was a trying experience and i have years of experience in that game and i really 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 enjoyed it um but witch queen's a great place to start um i do not recommend starting with the new light experience it is not great um it does explain a little bit of the story but not all of it and you get some of the stuff from destiny one um but i would i would definitely say hop into witch queen give it a go witch queen is i hope indicative of what we're going to get in destiny moving forward not saying forsaken or shadow keeper bad In, in fact i shadow key or not shadow keep forsaken even though we can't play anymore it's probably still my favorite story because Cade was my favorite character Mm -hmm. not just because of his wit uh and all that jazz because of how well written he was um and how laissez-faire he was right um so i really really um enjoyed forsaken but witch queen kind of took the story of forsaken and, and took it to another level um, so yeah, if you're new, just j- grab Witchcreen and go play. I'm pretty sure you can get it for free on Epic Game Store right now. Still,
0: yeah, most likely that that was the it's so much fun, and that's where it's like, yep, good. And then the seasonal model, man, like the one thing I wish they would do is in a way adopt what Halo did, essentially where you can keep your season pass, even though Halo is in serious need of a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But the aspect of like, if I could, I don't know, it's that it's that weird artificial FOMO that it just i i dip out like it really just drives me out of the season because i just like i don't need this in my life even though i'm sure if i committed i can knock out a season pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the the battle pass but it's like oh if i could go back and and mm-hmm. literally equip any of the past seasons i would i think i would have a hard time logging out of destiny because then it, it gives me that like i can set my own time my own schedule uh, and that's one of yeah. the things like you know in a way bringing this back to new world like people are like oh do you do the wars it's like I don't, I don't go talk to my wife and be like, uh, sorry, babe. Can't help put the kids to bed tonight. I got there. There's a war. Yeah. I got to go play war with the guys. Like, like a schedule. Like, no, 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 no. It does not work for my, my life. Now when the kids go off to college. Yeah. By all means, probably like, you know, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'll be one of those like, Oh, my, my beard will no longer be red. It'll probably be gray. But then it's like, yeah, kids are in school, man. Like we're good. Let's keep, let's keep going. Um, Uh,
1: dude, you know how many plans I canceled during new world's launch to be around for wars. (laughs) Like, I would cancel meetings, I would cancel trivia night, I was doing all, I was like, sorry, I can't hang out with you, I have to fight a fictional war, yeah, all right? We're going to like, war. I cannot be bothered.
0: <laughs> the um, When when you look at the, the offering of Destiny, and when you look at kind of Strand, do you actually think that we'll see like a sixth uh, subclass uh, with the final shape rounding it out to where you have kind of like three light, three dark powers? What do you think?
1: I would think so. Uh, Bungie lives in the number three, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it would make sense that we have three and three. Uh, and I hope so. I don't know what else we could do with darkness. Maybe um, maybe we get some type of poison architecture in there because um, mm-hmm. we already have it with Osteo and Thorn. Um, so maybe um, Weapons of Sorrow kind of play into it. That's what I would like to see. Like, give me a reason to wear my Necrotic Grips with a super that causes poison damage while wearing a thorn and I'm gonna have the time of my life on my warlock uh, it'll be great
0: so um for that then uh when it comes down to you got life you got final shape like as a content creator like what is what is your overall like plan stream story you like build do community events PVE stuff or like do you do you see like an inroad uh, into that uh, being that when, when we look at content creators overall like there is kind of an established Marker like I don't put a lot of time into my destiny content because I'm stepping in against people who have like, you know Data who's got a million, you know, it's like there's yeah. a there's already kind of an established audience Do you would you invest uh, more time into being a content creator around this one specific game? Or is it something where you would look at? Uh, yeah, whatever destiny whatever Bungie's working on with Matt or that's but you know destiny 3 or like what do what do you think about it? what's your strategy for content?
1: Um, Probably exactly what I did for Witch Queen. So leading up to Witch Queen, I started putting out more Destiny content because um, you know I was playing um, Sh- Shadowbringers in fourteen because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to experience that story. I play fourteen for the story. I'm one of them dirty casuals. I'm sorry, most just people like do the story. That's um, when it comes
0: down to the numbers, man. Like ninety, probably five percent of the community plays it for the story yeah. and dips.
1: I did extremes with, I did extreme trials with lival and I was like, cool experience them. I'm done. Uh, I don't need traditional MMO rating in my life anymore. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I started putting out like little snippets of content for destiny here and there. And I was, I was here on YouTube whenever all this was happening. Um, I only just switched back to Twitch in May for St. Jude play live Mm -hmm. because where my audience lives lived. And I was able to raise more money that way. Um, there were plans to come back to youtube but I, I i just i don't put enough effort into my content right now um would there be but, a
0: value in you just saying effort to the to the twitch overlords on that deal and just stream into twitch and to youtube and just going with it
1: i did that this time last year and it cut my audience in half on both platforms oh wow yeah it did not work uh hmm. so i think the plan is is coming up to which or coming up to lightfall i really want to start kind of expanding my content mm-hmm. i have the ability and the time to produce record- uh, recorded content especially shorts and tiktok mm-hmm. um so i want to start trying to do that um a lot of my buds like to come to me for hunter builds so i'm like i have that knowledge on build crafting i have the knowledge um and the skill set to go through solo end game content on hard difficulties it's just a matter of actually sitting down and not being as adhd as i am and actually <laughs> editing and doing that. So, I do plan on kind of doing the same thing drip feed content, making a return to YouTube in terms of uploaded content um, and streaming on Twitch and maybe, maybe working on TikTok. I have two videos on TikTok. One is us dancing in New World, and the second was during the freeze this year. I had a very beautiful moment where I was able to slap out all, a sheet of ice off my window. Um, you know those everyone breaking a sheet of ice is popular on TikTok. i don't know why i don't um, get
0: TikTok. I'm i'm not gonna lie Like <laughs> i'm
1: too old to get it
0: <laughs> my brother is he's, he does so well and he's like and i'm like all right man like uh, i'll post I, I post stuff but i'm like yeah there's sometimes things do really well and I'm, i don't know why
1: <laughs> so yeah i just you know i'll probably drip free back into mainly back into youtube um you know i saw so much growth in a four to six month period mm-hmm. When I wasn't even trying, that I was like, "What if I put in half the effort I could? What would what would happen?" So, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna drip feed and, and get people interested in 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 Lightfall as we get closer to it, and that'll probably what Lightfall is coming out in, in February. So I'll probably start producing content around Destiny on YouTube in around December, give it a good like three months build up um and then that way whenever i go on 12 day vacations like i just did i will still be able to upload content while i'm out and still be able to grow because as everyone says uh you grow when you're offline not while you're streaming
0: yeah and i 100 agreed like that's one of the things that i see a lot of people and they eventually burn out like i I don't know if you've ever experienced this but people like hey get the question like how do you get so many subscribers how do you do this and it's like i upload videos and they're like oh but i just want to go live and i'm like okay like you can do that but and this is where it gets weird i don't know if you ever see this question because i always go like well like what are your goals and they're like oh i just want to have fun and i'm like deep down i'm like you probably want to grow like it's like you probably want not just to have fun but you would like to have people that you're hanging out with and talking and in order to do that like it's not about hitting go live and as much as like people think it is because like they like a lot of the people we know like i mean you know the, the 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 team and the people that you uh work with with content creators large and small uh goth for example but a lot of them also grew with the platform as people discovered live streaming they found people who were who were live and and they grew and now essentially you're like you're kind of competing against those people live stream is a competitive space but videos actually i feel are more collaborative because if you make a video it could recommend one of my videos and my videos could recommend one of your videos and then we get together on a podcast oh my god you know and like, oh,
1: I, I, look at how that works <laughs> imagine that
0: and then you know people are like oh this is interesting and so yeah destiny in and of itself is like i think it's rife for great for content i think it's essentially even like when it, when i look at it and and, it, and it's the volume of people that it attracts it's such a massive game like I don't think we can really truly quantify it. They, I think a couple of years ago, they're like, we've got 19 million guardians or 119 million. It was some ridiculous number. Yeah,
1: silly. Yeah, and crazy. I was like, wow,
0: that's massive. And there are people who are actively interested in loadouts and and, and things like that. There's always lots of questions people have, mm-hmm. and the game's always evolving, so it gives you opportunities to always kind of like answer those questions and again grow offline because. Like you said, like the thing, even in the pre-show, you're investing in your social life. You're investing in mm-hmm. Nell, like who is like, yeah. And being live all the time, I don't think is the future of content. No, you know?
1: it's, it's not. And, and it's like after this podcast, I'm going to trivia um, with my lady friend. We're going to trivia uh, and we're going to have wings and we're going to have beer. And what's awesome. funny is a year ago, I wouldn't have taken off on a Wednesday. Yeah. because Wednesday, Thursdays were set days let's I we're recording this live on your YouTube channel I see Livel and Neptune who are two of my mods in your chat like they can attest to it I was set to a schedule and I did not stray from it um nowadays it's like mm, I'll be live on Thursday I think um yeah and because of that that's why I want to I want to start doing more YouTube content as we get closer to it. Because I'm like, hey, guys, I'm not going to stream tonight. But guess what? There's a new video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So if you still want to see me act like an idiot on the Internet, you can do so for the next 10 minutes of your life. Uh, So, you know, and and Twitch isn't Twitch from seven years ago. It's not the bleed purple small knit community that it was right Mm -hmm. now. It's Twitch stabbing you in the back and taking half your money. Um and and everyone's competing against everyone and I know there's content creators that will say it's not a competition we're all in this together that
0: feels like such bullshit <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm just going to call it like it's the same thing where it's like I, I see content creators tweet this out and I don't know like I, I, I try to always like give people the benefit of the doubt but there's a part of me that's like I guess the a dad like just rolls eyes like Y'all said you'd watch me forever any game that I play and no one shows up for whatever. It's like the reality is is someone hits subscribe or follow or whatever the term is, whatever platform you're on, because they're interested in you and that game. And I would bet I'd be curious as you what what would be your percentage? Somebody's following Nell. What percentage for the game and what percentage for you?
1: I 99% for the game. Guarantee it. Uh, because if I stream anything other than Destiny uh, my viewership tanks. Not not saying anything bad about people who watch me because I love the no, little, yeah. tight, like super tight-knit community that we have. I'm not a big streamer. I never set out to be. I set out to, to create a platform for fundraising for charity yeah that was the only reason i wanted to do it i mean and to get a job in games but we we have achieved that now i'm in <laughs> games raising check
0: money. <laughs> raising money yep. for charity. uh like we just did a saint jude's thing for mm-hmm. new world the fishing tournament mm-hmm. and we raised almost twenty five hundred dollars for saint jude's this year and that's hey, my first. that was my first foray into it i tell you i was very nervous because i was like <laughs> I need a platform that takes the money. I don't want to receive it. I don't want to be responsible. Like, I just want to make sure that it's all above board and we don't end up running down like, oh, that ginger guy, like he was doing this thing and you know, whatever it's like, but we ended up raising like a ton of money and we're going to do that again. It was ended up being really fun. The fact that we were able to put out some good in the world, uh, you know, and for that, like that charity as well. And I was like, oh yeah. But in my mind, someone's like, do that again. I was like, well, next year during the summer medley fair, we'll, you know, we'll have our yearly fishing tournament and go from there. Anyway, you were saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, then so that's what I did, you know. Like, I do have a 1% that comes around for for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I have people who have zero interest in Destiny that came around whenever I was playing HOTS or came around when I was playing ESO or Mm -hmm. came around whenever I was playing 14 a lot, um, that have just stuck around. Um, now what's great is some of them have actually tried out Destiny and ended up loving it. Yeah. Um, look at me mom i'm an influencer uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and but there are people who have no interest in trying these games out want to keep playing final fantasy 14 want to keep playing eso but uh, my banter with my friends while i'm reading and destiny apparently is pretty funny and like apparently talking about fart and poops is is hilarious i'm still yeah, 12 really, years old really before.
0: big with the kids too yeah fart, fart and poop jokes man they go a long long <laughs> way. Yeah, that's the that, that's the joke we have about destiny is like have you ever shot a gun in destiny like it just feels so good like it's it it that's how it hooks you it doesn't matter it's like i see so many people burn out of destiny and then they're all like this game sucks i've got ten thousand hours in it this year and i hate it it's like clearly clearly you just need to take a step back because as soon as you take a break and you come back after however long and you and you start firing those guns you're hooked right away like there's no there's no if ands or buts that's why sc- that's why sony has spent so much money on them yeah um,
1: i mean it's what bungie's always been known for like let's go look at halo 1 2 3 and odst um and reach like mm-hmm. the the gunplay that bungie has always put out has always been top notch yeah. right like the gunplay in halo 1 revolutionized first person shooters
0: yeah absolutely it did absolutely now as we start to wind down the show like is there a content creator that you're following that you don't feel like has the, like enough recognition is there like a kind of a sleep, like a big sleeping giant that for somebody you follow that you think is just doing out standing work or putting out anything interesting that you would like like to shout out before we let you shout yourself out
1: 100 percent hundred percent I got the perfect person for this his name's big ants gaming 757 on Twitch okay um not only is he my oldest friend in the world, he is probably the funniest person I know. Um, he's also, uh, he plays a ton of Destiny. Um, he's a PvP main. All right, I know. Mm-hmm. But it's hilarious because we get him into raids and he's a part of our day one raid team. Um, and he's just freaking out. Like he he sent me uh, a, a gif of no, no, no whenever I said we were going into Grandmaster's um but he'll get into it um he's hilarious <laughs> he's great he's great at build crafting he's great at testing weapons he does a lot of short form content testing uh damage fall off and how game how weapons are going to work in pvp on top of that he is hilarious he's honestly the funniest person i know
0: all right guys be sure to check out big ants i'll see if i can't get your i uh, get his link uh mm-hmm. added to the description for that because that's that's something i was like yeah one of the things that I feel is usually the best way to kind of introduce people to new people is just that recommendation alone, uh, outside of like, you know, creating YouTube videos that are searchable, et cetera. Now, what are you, uh, what's your content uh, creation plan outside the fact that you're going to uh, get some beers and wings, uh, tonight <laughs> with a, uh, with a lady friend.
1: <laughs> uh, well, most, most weeks it's Thursdays at 6 PM central. Um, that gives me time to get off work and, and relax and i work from home so i sit in this chair for all of work and i like to get up and go to the couch and watch a tv show and then come back to the exact same spot uh change the color of my light kind of make it feel different yeah um and uh and play and play destiny um a lot of times i'll do uh i'll do friday night streams as well um so I, i'll just say it you know i am i'm sponsored by a beer company so most friday nights we do a uh, drink city where it's me and some buds yeah um get a little toasty your,
0: your sponsorship with voodoo is also like one of the reasons why i always recognize and think about you anytime i'm in a, I'm in a grocery store we were actually down at galveston and i was at the grocery store picking up beer i was like hey voodoo ranger all right i'll pick yeah. something up so it works you should let them know yeah. like even yeah. just the fact that i see if it's sponsored by voodoo i was like okay cool cool yeah
1: So we'll get a little toasty and do like hardcore in-game content. So now that GMs are out, we'll start doing GMs while we're, we're, while we're lit. Um, And that's most Fridays uh, depends on if the lady friend wants to hang out or not, or friends want to hang out. Right. And do like to to go out. Um, And so, yeah, Thursdays, Fridays, normal times that I stream, sometimes Mondays. Um, But then if anyone here is into football, American football, the NFL um i do host an nfl uh focused podcast every tuesday um called the regular season which is pretty cool
0: all right well keep it up man and uh for those of you who have been joining us live thanks so much thanks for the 20 likes uh this podcast also goes out on mp3 uh just search epic glue radio we're everywhere we're like on samsung fridges now and things like that so
1: wait hold on okay you can someone can listen to my voice on a refrigerator yes i love technology
0: we could always be like uh you know <laughs> let's see what, what, what would be the command i'm drawing a like um let's see here alexa subscribe to epic loot radio <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna work <laughs> at all that's one of the things i like to do at the when i do my stand-up it's like see how many people's got the phones listening so it's like uh remind everybody to go subscribe to ginger prime and all that all that good yeah. wonderful stuff
1: make sure to tell your fridge to subscribe to the podcast chat
0: yes absolutely that'd be wonderful now we'll have a little a bit of a little pre-show uh, after we run it because i can hear him knocking on the door already but guys thank you so much for joining us be sure to go check out nelstar and all his content his links are in the description if you're listening to this as an mp3 audio be sure to live the podcast a review we really appreciate eddie and all support we thanks everybody for hanging out here live with us we'll be back here next week for even more podcast fun but until then take care